So if you want to find out the views of the left, of the left wing, then you go to Twitter. Uh, sometimes Facebook, but generally Twitter is where the left hang out, the media hang out. Uh, and unfortunately, that's part of my job to find out what the opposing view is. I need to go to Twitter because the left wing generally gets their uh, viewpoint on Twitter and tends to shut down any right wing view. But then someone comes along and says they want to buy out Twitter and they want to open it up to free speech and the left go ballistic. Let's check it out. So uh, Twitter, yeah, I do have to visit Twitter. It's a pretty toxic environment, but it is an area that you can quickly check out what the opposing view is, especially coming from the left wing. It's been marred by controversy because it tends to always um, cancel or suspend the accounts, usually of right wing groups. So like Babylon B, a satirical website, or PragerU, which puts out a lot of conservative uh, videos. It also targets right-wing commentators uh, like Milo Yiannopoulos, I think is how you say it, and other right-wing commentators, especially anybody who says only women can get pregnant. That's a surefire way of getting you suspended on Twitter if, if you're famous enough on Twitter. Uh, and also it's gone after politicians as well, some Republican politicians, and also, uh, of course, the most famous one has been Donald Trump. Uh, but the interesting thing is that it's never been consistent. It always tends to target right-wing uh, commentators and groups. It suspends their accounts, but not left-wing. Uh, and it even doesn't target terrorist groups. For, an, uh, for example, the Taliban. They took President Trump off Twitter, but yet the Supreme Leader of Iran and the spokesperson for the Taliban, they're allowed to stay on. This is clear. The social media companies know how much power they have, and it's clear controlling of the messaging. Well, I think that what they would say is as long as they aren't violating the terms of service that they say President Trump did, then they're in the clear. But I think at some point you have to take a breath and a step back mm -hmm. if you're running Twitter and say, okay, who are these people? The Taliban is an organization that is actively, currently getting people, searching for people door to door right. who help the United States, dragging them into the street and murdering them. They are kidnapping girls as young as 15, 14, and forcing them to become child brides, raping them. This is what that organization is doing literally right now. And to say, well, you know, as long as they aren't engaged in targeted harassment or whatever. Right. If they abide by platform, the fine print. It's, I, I am very curious to hear how some of the internal conversations about this must be going at a place like Twitter, because it seems awfully hard for, I think, average people to understand. Yeah. <laughs> well, it has been hard for the average person to understand, but for the left, it's been it's been the playground of choice. It's been the weapon of choice uh, that Twitter has been where you go to to push the ideas uh, and for the media to get their ideas from in general. Uh, but they haven't been consistent. And so along comes Elon Musk. Now, he is a multi-billionaire. He owns uh, Tesla. Uh, he's also done a lot of space travel as well, and he wants to buy out Twitter. So he, he has gained 9% of the shares. He wants more, uh, and he's willing to spend up to, what is it, $43 billion to uh, take control of Twitter. 
but at the same time he also wants to maintain the level of shareholding in terms of the number of shareholders it's something like 2000 legally that the company should have so he's he's not after a dictatorship but he simply wants to change their modus operandi to being more open more inclusive uh, and as a result the left wing and especially the left wing media the legacy media have been panicking because they've been concerned that uh, Elon Musk is going to take over Twitter and he's going to start to direct the narrative. Have a listen to this hilarious little discussion from MSNBC, especially the statement made right at the end by one of the announcers. Voters and are still Trump supporters. They go, yeah, you guys are going crazy. He's doing, what are you so surprised about? He's doing exactly what he said he's going to do. Well, and I think that the dangerous you know, edges here are that he's trying to undermine the media, trying to make up his own facts, and it could be that while unemployment and uh, the, the economy worsens, he could have undermined the messaging so much that he can actually control right. uh, exactly what people think. And that yeah. is the that is if our you, job. Yeah. If you look at the. <laughs> Did you hear that? Uh, he might control what people think. And that is our job. So the media aren't too impressed with Elon Musk coming along and wanting to open up Twitter to free speech. And of course, one of the arguments is that, well, he's a billionaire and he's just going to control the company. And that's a bad thing when billionaires control the company. Uh, small problem. Uh, do you know who owns Facebook and Instagram? That is owned by a multi-millionaire, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, the Washington Post is owned by Amazon founder and billionaire Jeff Bezos. Uh, who purchased the Washington Post in 2016. The Atlantic is owned by the widow of Steve Jobs, who uh, became the majority owner. And uh, that was prior to the 2016 election. And guess what? The Atlantic endorsed Hillary Clinton as president over Donald Trump. And Time Magazine is owned by billionaire Mark Beinoff, the uh, billionaire CEO of Salesforce, who has uh, purchased Time for $190 million. And of course, Time magazine, we know, uh, couldn't stand Trump and was very derogatory towards him, but has been a lot softer on Biden. And oh, one more, Los Angeles Times is owned by a billionaire biotech businessman as well. So that argument doesn't wash. I actually wanted to show you some clips from the TEDx talk that Elon Musk did, where he explained the reason he uh, wanted to purchase Twitter, but unfortunately YouTube won't allow us to take some clips from that. But if you get the chance, do watch it, because you'll find that Elon Musk is basically saying, no, he just wants an open forum. He wants Twitter to be more transparent as to which tweets they're promoting and which ones they're demoting and why. Uh, he wants them to be more balanced, to allow more right-wing views to come across, to be not so quick to suspend accounts. And, and one interesting thing he says is that if something is illegal, uh, any incitement to violence, then that should be dealt with by the police. It should be dealt with uh, through the laws of the country that it applies to. And it shouldn't be by uh, left-wingers sitting in the head office of Twitter. And so he wants to bring in a whole lot more transparency. Uh, he's saying that he doesn't want total control. He wants to continue to allow two th up to 2,000 shareholders so he wouldn't dictate uh, Twitter as such. And he simply says that Twitter is 
kind of the marketplace of ideas and he wants it to be far more open, far more transparent and less likely to jump on to especially right wing accounts and to suspend them uh, or, or to cancel them altogether. That's got to be a good thing. I mean, that's about free speech and that's opening it up. So just finally, Babylon B, which is one of the accounts that has been suspended at times. They're a satirical website and they came up with this very funny little skit. Uh, which talks about what it would have been like in the Twitter head office at the time that it was announced that that um, Elon Musk was possibly buying out Twitter and that he was going to open it up to free speech. And how would the staff of Twitter, uh, who probably 99.999% are left-wingers, uh, would have reacted? Have a watch of this funny little clip. Uh, before I show you that, though, I would just say, Elon Musk, bring it on, buy out Twitter and bring it into the open, make it a marketplace of ideas from both sides so that we can hear both sides of the debate. Because at the moment, it's very heavily stacked uh, towards the left wing argument, which is why the media sit around it and why they love it especially. But anyway, to finish with, here's this uh, little skit from Babylon B. Dr. Pollen, I'm your two o'clock. Oh, hey, Mandy. Uh, have a seat. What can I do for you? It's terrible. I can't even. I have literally lost my ability to even. Well, let's calm down. What was it? Some sort of tragic loss? Death in the family? No, no one misgendered you, did they? No, it's even worse. Elon Musk wants to buy our company. <sighs> All right, not another one. <clears throat> All right, just tell me, what is it about Elon buying Twitter that actually bothers you? And remember, this is a safe space. There's no judgment here. If he buys our free speech platform, people will be able to have free speech on our platform. Well, that's just stupid. Uh, all right, let's get to the bottom of this. Let's go a little bit deeper. What exactly bothers you about somebody having free speech on our free speech platform? If we don't have the unilateral power to ban ideas we don't like, we'd actually have to discuss and defend our ideas based on their own merit. And what's the problem with that? It's just everyone who disagrees with me is a Nazi. So it's imperative that I change their mind with force and violence. Very interesting. Let's, let's try something else. I'm going to hold up some shapes and I want you to tell me exactly what you see. Nazis, Nazis, Nazis. That one kind of looks like a lip. Nazis, Nazis, Adolf Hitler, Nazis. Oh, I know that one. It's the Hindu symbol for peace. Namaste. Nazis, Nazis, Donald Trump. No, wait, it's still Nazis. Fascinating. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to answer honestly. Is Elon in the room with us right now? Yes, I see him at work. I see him at Whole Foods. I see him when I get into my Tesla. He's everywhere. Yeah.